Welcome to the second viewing where love wins every time. I'm Dan. I'm Kyle. Shaka bra. Today on the cast, we got the Oscars. Yeah, this is going to be the second viewings, you know, take on the Oscars. Just talking about, like, how we thought of the show, you know, winners, how the overall ceremony went. Some of our, we'll talk about some of the predictions we made in uh, previous casts. For example, I think we talked about the Revenant winning a couple different things in the Revenant cast. Yeah, we, we went over the Oscar uh, nominations on that episode, and I think I think we had some pretty clear-cut winners that ended up winning. There mm. were some surprises for sure, and we'll get into that Definitely right away. Some wild cards, yeah. But uh, before we get started, we just want to say make sure to check us out on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. But if you want to check out the cast, make sure you're checking out either YouTube or SoundCloud so you can listen to us every week. Because we're putting stuff out and we want you guys to hear it. That's what we're about here. So, uh, anyways. Let's jump right into it. Yeah, get right into it. I think uh, the biggest award of the evening, clearly, is uh, Spotlight. Spotlight winning Best Picture. So, I think, I don't know, we both decided pretty much from the get-go... That yeah. the revenant was the was the like the leader, like it just seemed like it was gonna win. Yeah, was the thing is, we never really re- uh, reevaluated d- just before the Oscars. Like we had that prediction yeah. months before, just based on what happened at the Grammys and all that kind of stuff. The Golden Globes. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, honestly, the Grammys it's probably the best movie uh, award around. <laughs> no shade. Anyways, um, no, I think you're right though. We definitely decided like just based off even first watching the revenant. And after we did the cast, and you know, once the awards came, out, once the nominations came out, we just kind of that, that seemed like the clear winner. But truth be told, the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what, Spotlight might be the one to win it because it just seemed like I don't know if it's a better film. I wouldn't quite go there, but I think it just it seemed like the Academy's choice. It just like there's movies like Argo that have won just because they kind of fit that certain like niche or very like you know Americana, very positive in like a certain limelight or right, Spotlight, tackling. if you will. So I wow. think, yeah, I went there. Technically, some kind of, uh, you know, something politically revelant. Re- re- revelant. Yeah. yeah, revenant. I think you're right, man. I think, <laughs> I think, no, no, I, I guess it makes sense. Like, you have to, you have to kind of just assume the Academy is going to, like, fuck with us. It, like, our predictions anyways. Because I can never, I can never get it 100% right. True. They do fuck us a lot. Also, um, I think there's been a recurring theme for the past, like, I think it's two, maybe three years that... There's, like, the Spirit Awards that happen a couple days before the Academy Awards. And every time, whatever film that has won Best Picture there has gone to win Best Picture at the Oscars. Um, and this time year around, it was Spotlight. Oh. So it was kind of kind of funny that it ended up happening again. The same thing happened last year with Birdman in the year before. So, I don't know. I think it, maybe they just didn't give it to The Revenant because in your return one last year. Like, what do you think? Like, what do you think the reasoning is? Um, I think, you know... We had brought up the other day when we were talking about this a little bit that how you thought the movie was when you saw it was the the dialogue was almost like you were in the room. Oh, man. Exactly. Like, honestly, we might, well, probably, maybe, depending if you guys want it, we might do a spotlight cast in the future because I think it's a movie worth talking about, especially if it won Best Picture. There's a reason to bring it up. But what you're talking about, Dan, is so true, dude. Like, there is a lot to be said about the dialogue in that movie. It's like... You're, you feel like you're in the room with those people because the dialogue doesn't necessarily feel as if it's been kind of like, it's more so natural. It's more natural than anything. It doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't seem like the dialogue is based on the conversation. It's more so based on the characters. And I think it's cool because it's the same thing of us like sitting down and talking. It's like the way we're talking right now is literally the way they talk in Spotlight. And it feels very natural. It doesn't feel forced at all. And like, it's to the point where... It's almost like in a documentary style. It's 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 pretty interesting. I 
I think so, that's the movie's biggest strength for sure. Well, it's, it's cool that they bring such uh, realism and in, in, in conversation to a movie or that reflects a totally real problem or issue. Yeah, and I mean, I like I learned a lot about that issue watching the film too, which I always appreciate. If I come out of a movie learning that knowing that I learned something, like that's usually a positive experience for me in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, like uh, comparing that to the Rev- uh, Revenant, you know. Well, the Revenant was amazing. Don't get me wrong; definitely one of my favorite movies of the year. Totally. Um, but it, maybe some scenes were a little bit drawn out. It's very, very visual. It's just definitely a movie that you need to, needed to see in theaters. Um, definitely a movie that, uh, or you have to have a certain form of patience to watch or appreciation for, you know, the visual effects and and the visual storytelling. Um, I would and, agree on the theater thing for sure. You got to see that on the big screen. Yeah. Does not translate well, otherwise. It gets lost in translation, really. Yeah, Paul Giamatti. That's not Paul Giamatti, actually. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I think you bring up a good point. Like the movie is long. Well, no, it's not necessarily long running time, but it feels long because the scenes are drawn out for a reason. It's all about mm-hmm. that long take and that struggle with Leo throughout the film. And I don't like. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't oh think- no, I, I think it, it contributes to you know the movie's purpose. But I feel like. But, like, I think you're right. Like, I mean, think of it this way. I think it just makes Spotlight more accessible. Mm-hmm. And I think even though the Academy Awards, I like to think, focus more on artistry as opposed to, like, a wide audience, uh, wide audience's reception, they still kind of cater to that audience. Yeah. It's, well, it's got to be a factor. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I guess when it comes to the film, like, okay, well, we can, we can compare this to the Grammys, honestly. Like, when it comes to the best of the best in terms of music, it's usually based on just popularity, even from the nominations in general. But the cool things that I like about the Academy Awards is that a lot of times film, the films that are nominated are nominated purely on the actual film itself, on the content. When it comes to who actually wins these awards, it's more of a popularity contest in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's fine. And I think you're looking at the best, the rest of the best picture nominees. You got the big short, um, you know, these are the ones that stand out to me. Mad Max, The Martian, Room, all great films. Honestly, I think Mad Max easily could have deserved this award because this is a great film. I think, I think it's going to be a movie we're going to look back in 15 years and be like, this was a landmark film. I really yeah, honestly do. Absolutely. Well, we wanted Mad Max to win. We predicted The Revenant would win, but we were happy to see Spotlight win in the end. Totally. I think it was unrealistic for us to think to Mad Max to win. And mm-hmm. that's just based on the Academy's kind of way they do things, I guess. Right, but even still, man, the Academy is so hard to judge, you know? Well, you're so right. Well, that, so even me saying that, Mad Max won a ton of awards last night. It won the most awards. Mm-hmm. It won six awards. Yeah. And it didn't win Best Picture, which is, like, not too surprising because, I don't know, man. Actually, I think about it, though, like, comparing Mad Max to Spotlight, like, it's interesting. Like, to me, I can see how Spotlight can be viewed as, a, as an Academy Award-winning film against Revenant. But at the same time, it's like you're comparing those three movies. It's, it's strange. It's very strange. They're all just they're high caliber films. Any yeah. any any one of them. Can and they're be all so different. Yeah. They're all so different. You're totally right. Mm-hmm. Well, but, let's move yeah. on to a, another really big event of the night that I think a lot of people are pretty excited about, and that's uh, Leo finally winning Best Actor. He got it. This is his chance. I think I'm happy for the dude overall. I would say. Yeah, I think he definitely deserved it. He's uh, you know he's been in some really great movies the last like five years. You know, nothing oh. but great films. And I think I think the only reason it's been so high profile from lately is because he genuinely should have won last time he was nominated. Mm-hmm. When he was nominated for Wolf, Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street and lost to Matthew McConaughey for Dallas Buyers Club. Like, Dallas Buyers Club was a great movie. Matthew McConaughey was good in that movie. Probably 
his best acting almost to date. I would, you could probably argue he's been good at some other stuff yeah, too, for sure. But for sure. you know, that was kind of, a, it was a pivotal, pivotal moment for him. But Leo killed it as like Dallas Buyers, or sorry, and Wolf of Wall Street. Like that, he was that film. Like he, the mannerisms, the way he acted, just he was that character. You could never have seen any other actor play that role, in my opinion, as opposed to Matthew McConaughey. Sure, he went all he went all out for that role, but I still think his acting prowess could have been emulated by someone else. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, he definitely carried that movie through right to the end. But like bringing it back into this. This is a chance to win. Yeah. He, again, and he owned The Revenant. Like, he, he was fucking awesome. 100%. Yeah, him and Tom Hardy, there was some pretty great chemistry going on on set, for sure. Like, those guys work unbelievably scene, hard. Yeah. That last you scene when they're fighting for, to the death, like, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. And not to mention the fact that, you know, Leo's hopping in a freezing river. Living in, a, yeah. living in a, what is it, a horse carcass? Like, what is that? It was in, like, the skin yeah. of a horse at one point. Or a buffalo, sorry. Yeah, Crazy. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but looking at his competition this year, you know, he had Brian Cranston, Matt Damon, Michael Fassbender, Shaka Bra, and Eddie Redmayne. Honestly, as much as I love Michael Fassbender, he's like my favorite actor. I, I will say that forever, honestly. It really, Steve Jobs did not seem like the kind of role he would win Best Actor for. It just didn't seem like that's what he was going to win for. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I, I, I get you. Like, you know. I don't think he was necessarily bad at all. In fact, he's fantastic in that movie, but I don't necessarily... It just didn't seem right. It just it, it made sense for Leo to win this time. And, like, I don't mean to downplay the rest of the actors, but I feel like his, co- he had, his competition was kind of lackluster. Yeah. It really was. It was like there was no other clear winner. It was just Leo from the get-go. Yeah. It, it, it had to be Leo based on, based on those uh, choices. I, I never I saw The say. Martian, though. You saw The Martian. What was Matt Damon like in The Martian? I mean, Matt Damon was... Pretty good in the Martian. Was it like Interstellar Part Two? Because it seemed like that to me. It was a little bit in Interstellar Part Two, but when <laughs> like, came, to be when fair, I like him. It, I like him in Interstellar. Like, I'll be honest; he's maybe one of the best parts of that movie. But like, I don't know. I just it, the Martian didn't really. I've heard nothing but good things. To be honest with you, most people tell me they liked it. Yeah, most, but yeah, honestly, and I don't dislike it, but I'm not a huge fan either. It was very. Uh, it it didn't strike home. It didn't hit home. It was very you know meh. It was. Uh, it was Matt Damon talking to a camera, and like the running joke throughout the whole movie was him, just him just being vulgar to everyone on Earth and not really caring. Yeah, like I don't know. And it's kind of. <laughs> I don't know if I'm into that. It was. I don't know. It was interesting, but. I mean, I'll give it a. Is it worth a watch? Like it's definitely worth a watch. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll give it a chance. I'm not like against the movie. It just it never really struck me as like someone I really want to get into. Yeah. The Martian was. Uh, Martian and Bridge of Spies were the two best picture films I didn't I didn't end up seeing. I really want to see Bridge of Spies now. Actually, after this awards, yeah. I really do want to check it out. But yeah, um, totally we'll get into that honest. a little bit later. Actually, so uh, best actress in a leading role. This is we called this from day one. Brie Larson, Brie Larson. for a Room. Yeah, love Brie Larson. She's super. She's just, she has that level of realism in her film in her in her filmography where like she just is so relatable and she takes a role in a really interesting way where you sympathize with her for reasons you don't necessarily need to sympathize her with. Because I think in Short Term 12 especially, which was like her most notable, I guess, uh, performance before this film, in my opinion, she like owns that role and she becomes very much secluded in that character. And like, obviously this role is very similar. She's literally secluded, right? So I think, yeah, it just, it, it was, it was obvious from the beginning for me my only other uh, potential winner was uh Kate Blanchett for Carol 
I could have right. saw that she was great in that film as well. Um, so I haven't seen either of those movies. You know, I was, I was pretty lost for this category as far as my guess. But you know, you got to check out Room. I think me. I think you would really actually. Well, Carol's a great film too, but um, I would say Room's a better movie, and I think you you would enjoy it, man. It's pretty cool. Like, um, yeah, when we were talking about Hateful Eight and uh, looking at uh, the cabin as a character in itself, like the room in this movie is a character in itself, and it it, it, right. it kind of almost does that in a better way, sort of. Um, it's really strong movie. It's super cool. Um, I think it's cool. It's, I'll definitely have to check it out at some point. And, uh, you know, the dark horse of this category, though, honestly, would have been a Sorsha, Sorsha, Sorsha. I think it's Sorsha, mm-hmm. Sorsha Rowan, Ronan for Brooklyn. She's she's really charming in that movie. Honestly, just like puts up a really like charismatic and like fun, like honest performance. Just like that movie's just a good, enjoyable like love story. There's no, I wouldn't say it's fantastic or like groundbreaking, but it's just. It's just the kind of movie that anyone can enjoy. Right. It's just very. It's accessible to a large audience. Um, what do you think about Brie Larson when the when in this category? Well, I think she definitely deserved it, and and based on just purely based on what people are telling me, she deserved it. I mean, I haven't seen the movie yet, so I can't say too too much. I'm but, just glad uh, she's getting more recognition. She's like an actress that I think is like gonna probably be really pivotable, pivot pivotable in like Hollywood. Yeah, and you can tell like she had. Even th- th- just seeing clips of her throughout the uh, throughout the uh, Oscars, um, you know, she, you could tell she was really excited to see uh, the the little boy that she acted with. What's his name? Do you know? I totally forget, but that kid kills it in that movie. He's very um, like the, the cool thing about that film is they didn't necessarily give him strict dialogue or uh, direction for how he should act. They just said you should feel this way, act like you're feeling this way, and the kid just went from there. He didn't really have exact direction on what to do and the kid nailed it that's cool that's yeah. very cool totally yeah totally. they definitely had a close relationship you could tell and uh you know um the little kid whatever his name is i'm sorry i can't remember right now but but based um, on the ceremony alone it was like you the, could, you're he, right you could he tell. was really excited to see her win and she was just excited to see him get up on stage and and uh introduce some other nominees um so, uh, actor in supporting role. This is the one that I think is awesome. I'm very, I'm very into this. <laughs> the Mark Rylance. Mark Rylance, yeah. Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies. I guess, to be fair, I hadn't seen Bridge of Spies, so I wasn't too sure on whether he was kind of, like, worthy of this or if he was going to win. But I did not expect him one, for one minute to win this award, and I think it's awesome that he did. Like, I don't know. It's more recognition for an actor that kind of, you know, like, if you're nominated for any award in the Academy Awards, you're clearly... You know, you're eligible to win. You're worthy of winning, so why not? Like, just because Sylvester Stallone and Christian Bale are in the same category doesn't mean that Mark Rylance shouldn't have a chance, you know? Yeah, like, absolutely. If he, if he put in a good performance, he put in a good performance. And, you know, I think it's uh, But honestly, it's, my, it's cool my least favorite win. actor of all time was also in this category. Mark Ruffalo. I hate the dude. Honestly, if I, w- I was freaking out when they said Mark. Yeah. They, and then celebrating when they said Rylance. They said Mark, and I was just like, I think you looked at me and you were like, you could see like <laughs> anger building in my eyes. I was like, no way, dude. Is Mark Ruffalo about a wedded Academy Award? Like, I just don't like the guy. Honestly, he's an okay actor, but like, you mean you just like see someone and you just like don't like their face? That's just how I feel, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Anyways. All right, well, let's move on to Best Supporting Actress. Um, Alicia Vikander, is that how you say her name? Yeah, Vikander, yeah. Um, the Danish girl. Yeah, for the Danish girl. She was great in that movie. Um, wasn't a big fan of Eddie Redmayne, to be honest, in that movie, but she was great. She's very, you know, she had this, like, I guess maybe natural might not be the best way to describe it, but it was more so, like, earnest. Like, you could tell that 
her relationship with Eddie Redmayne in this film, like, it was honest. She, like, you could put yourself in her shoes or you could see, like, how these characters are relating to one another. And, yeah, no, overall, just really solid performance. Um, my guess for this uh, category, actually, was Rudy Mara for Carol. I don't know if that's based on her talent or if I just love Rooney Mara. I think it's mainly because <laughs> I love Rooney Mara. But, I mean, I think Alicia deserved it, honestly. Great performance this year on that. Um, she was also in Ex Machina, which is a killer movie. Um, right, she was actually nominated good. for the Golden Globe for that as well. So that was pretty cool. Like, she's definitely, you know, she's out there. So far, her filmography's been pretty good, I think. And I don't I don't know if I necessarily thought she was going to win this. I heard some people last minute telling me that perhaps she, would, she was kind of expected to win. A little bit surprised when she got up there, but overall, like, I think it's cool. I think I think it's nice to see new talent get recognized like that. You know, same with Brie Larson. You know, I I, I think that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's nice to see a, you know a new generation of uh, really great actors um, pulling through and make, making some really amazing films. So we got Jennifer Jason Leigh in there too. Mm-hmm. Hateful Eight. Yeah, she was great in that movie. She was, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let's move on to Best Director. Best director. This is kind of a, this was a big category for us, but I think we called it in the beginning. Yeah, there was no question. Interview two was going to get this. The Revenant is a like ma- is a ma- it's a masterwork, man, in terms of like cinematography and direction. Totally, I yeah. think it's yeah. And visual storytelling, man, like it's a it's just beautiful. Like there's really not that much dialogue in this movie. No, and when the dialogue is there, it's very important, yeah. and I think that's what's key in this film. And I mm-hmm. like the whole actual like choreography of how this film acted. In terms of these long takes that they had to create and actually like mold and sculpt, like yeah. that's just that's that's directing at its finest. And I yeah. think um, I can't remember if it was Leo. I think it was Leo. He brought up how um, you know like Inuritu essentially is becoming like a legend of the business now, yeah. like based off the last two to three years he's had. And I completely agree with that. Like it's yeah, it's becoming obvious. Look at Birdman. Talents, look at yeah. Revenant. The guys the guys nailing it. Like yeah, absolutely. Those are two back to back like great movies. You don't really see that a lot these days. Like those are yeah. like Revenant obviously could have won Best Picture. And Birdman won last year, and I, you know, you don't get a lot of actors putting out that level of content or quality films these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. We called it. Yeah, there's. Yeah, there, you're right. Back to back years, such amazing films, both nominated, won one. You know, it's it's and and Revenant was definitely one of the biggest contenders in uh, Best Picture category for sure. I think it would have been cool to see. <laughs> it would have been fun to see the big short win just to get Adam McKay up there. Yeah, because he's kind of a wild card. Yeah. I would have liked that, but I mean, it wasn't that realistic, honestly. Um, my, Still I think our movie. other guest would have been a Mad Max George Miller winning. Yeah, because no, I mean, yeah, yeah, like I said before, we wanted Mad Max to win. We predicted the Revenant will win, and we were happy to see Spotlight win. Yeah. So, and that's kind of you know, I guess that's how I would see it. And it kind of felt that way for the most of the most of the awards, pretty much overall. Like, yeah. like there was like those three movies going back to back for most yeah, things. It was. It really was. I mean. The Room as well, the room, or The Hateful Eight as well, sorry. Hateful Eight scooped a lot of categories. Hateful Eight only ended up, only ended up one. Oh, really? Yeah, it only won a oh, best reason, score. For some reason, I thought uh, it took more. Well, I, I wish it would have got more, man. I think it was a movie that kind of, it got mixed It got mixed reviews. It definitely wasn't as like high, highly praised film he's made. Um, ended up getting a Best Supporting Actress nomination and Best Score. But the fact that the score one was pretty cool because... Um, Ennio Morricone ended up winning, and this guy is like a, a masterwork for scores. He's been doing movie scores for years and years and years, and kind of has been getting snubbed and snubbed in a way. And he finally got his first Oscar 
based off the hateful aid and i was reading an interview that like from the get-go tarantino knew he wanted morricone to be part of this and it was like it was kind of his dream to have him score one of his films so yeah it was pretty cool and uh, he actually even used one of his old pieces from a film in the 80s. I can't remember. I want to say maybe The Thing or something like that to um, be reused in Hateful Eight. And yeah, I think, yeah. So Tarantino, he actually, Morricone won the same award at the Golden Globes and Tarantino accepted the award for him. And that's kind of what he kind of right. gave him some prowess about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's cool to see him win. Um Let's see what else we have here. Animated film? Um, Inside Out, one for animated film. That yeah, seemed like a pretty yeah. obvious choice. Yeah, we really we really quite liked Inside Out. It was it was pretty fantastic. I'm always down to give some love to uh, the Ghibli's. Studio Ghibli, when Marnie was there, was nominated as well. That's tentatively the, you know, the last Ghibli film to come out of the studio. That's not like a re-release or anything like that. So it would have been kind of cool to see it get some love. But that being said, Inside Out is the more superior film for sure yeah like it, it was honestly like Inside Out is the kind of movie that probably could have got nominated for best picture like I would say it's as good as like Toy Story 3 or Beauty and the Beast honestly like those are the other like notable uh, animated films being nominated for best picture uh, I always forget that Toy Story 3 got nominated for best picture but that happened <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good movie yeah. it's like it's a good movie you know um, so yeah cinematography dude um, we called this one too for sure um, yeah Revenant like I think there was no question really like yeah Maybe hate uh, Mad Max also. Honestly, though, the cinematography in Revenant was better than Mad Max, I'd say. Yeah. But um, I don't think we could really even... It's, me- I mean, it's hard to make that call. I mean, they were both such, you know, such excellent movies in that category. It's, well, uh, looking at how the film is directed, like the Revenant, like you're looking at natural lighting, you're looking at these, honestly, these like sculptors of like sound and light and picture. These guys knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. Like they, the they cool recreated thing, it in the you know in the most difficult circumstances they could really. The thing I'm really starting to notice about Eri too is him like building this like ensemble of like the industry's best of the best. Yeah, like he's, he's putting, really pushing the limits of, uh, of of film for sure. Well, he's grabbing these guys that know exactly what they're doing in terms of their craft. The people that know how to get the best light, how to get the best sound, how to get you know the best uh, principal photography. Like this is the this is the kind of guy that has kind of almost taken Tarantino's formula because Tarantino used to always say, you know, I can't do everything. All I can do is tell people what I'm thinking and go from there. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of what he... So definitely really good at assembling his team. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And now Inaritu is just... He's nailing that. Like, and the cinematography, like, it was no question. That movie is probably one of the best looking movies I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what he does in the future for sure. Yeah, man. Um, we got a documentary up in here. This documentary, we didn't know a lot of uh, documentaries that were but just based on like, this category. It seemed like Amy was probably the choice. Like that's similar to the reason why Spotlight won. Honestly, it just it's in that industry. It's in the the Hollywood consciousness. Like it, it just and the Amy and Amy is a good documentary. It's about Amy Winehouse. Obviously, mm-hmm. the life and story of Amy Winehouse. You know, rise to stardom, everything like that, or yeah. her unfortunate passing, all that stuff. Um, definitely a good documentary. I would recommend it for sure if you're a fan of Amy Winehouse or not even. Or a fan of music, whatever. It's it's a good doc. It definitely is. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, film editing, dude. Film the, editing. We get into some of the technical stuff, perhaps. Yeah, let's touch on some of that. Um. Yeah, film editing. This went to Mad Max Fury Road, which I think was pretty cool. Um, Mad Max has been getting a lot of this kind of like the, the more technical, more uh, design aspects of the Academy Awards, and they mm-hmm. won for this in particular. And I think 
It's a very well edited movie. Like uh, they also took best makeup. Um, yeah, quite a few technical awards here. And and the editing in this movie is pretty seamless. Like the way they cut each and every shot. Like it's it's a nonstop action scene. It's like one really long action scene with some really like beneficial breaks in between. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's oh man, it's definitely one of my favorite movies, if not my favorite of uh, 2015. It's up there for me too, and I think. You're looking at the rest of the nominations in this category. You got the big short, Revenant, Spotlight, and Star Wars. Um, actually, I could have saw Spotlight getting nominated for this because there's some really, really good um, quick cuts that I quite liked in this film. It reminded me a little bit of the Social Network's style of editing, which is pretty interesting, and that's one of my favorite edited films. Um, yeah, Mad Max, though, I deserved it. Honestly, it, it's cut really, really well. It, yeah, it really is. I thought maybe even Star Wars could have uh, competed pretty well in this category and the one the one category i thought star wars was maybe gonna go home with was actually a visual effects that was kind of that's kind of my guess on that um it just made sense to me i mean that was some killer cgi the a lot of those scenes like benefited from practical and um digital effects in a really cool way but to be fair i guess so did mad max but i think star wars even though maybe it was less practical like it's the kind of thing where the film doesn't look like it's gonna age if that makes any sense, right. based off the digital stuff. Yeah, well, let's talk about best visual effects. Yeah, um, this is actually kind of a cool category yeah, for me. this is a wild card. I mean, we were predicting another Mad Max win for sure. Another Mad Max, or like, like I said, I was thinking maybe Star Wars would go home with this yeah. one. But um, yeah, Ex Machina, that's really cool, dude. Yeah, it is very cool. I actually haven't seen this movie, but I've heard a lot of great things about it. So, Well, it's, it's based it's off of like um, AI, right? Like artificial intelligence. Um, it almost kind of, kind of like... It, Kind of like a really dark version of her in a way. It's it's kind of like looking at like AI and like in a romantic sense and that kind of way. Um, but not but with a more uh, sentient like being like essence like actual human AI or like robotic AI. Um, anyway, so that's where like the visual effects come into play is the actual robotics and like the characters that are like artificial intelligence but look so real. Yeah, and that's based on this. Obviously, the visual effects are super. Super well done, and you you can look at that maybe even part of like makeup aspect too potentially. But it'd be it'd, this makes me want to actually like see some behind the scenes. I want to get to know a little bit more about the visual effects of Ex Machina because like you can only understand so much from watching the movie. You kind of got to see the how the creation right. of it, right? And yeah, how they put it together for sure. Um, was there any other categories that you really wanted to bring up or talk about here, Kyle? Well, I think um, everyone's favorite song of the year one. You know, you got Writings on the Wall" by the brilliant Sam Smith. <laughs> Went home. <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. Just... Honestly, I was looking at best best original song and like I I didn't really know. I don't I didn't have a clear winner for this at all. Thought maybe the weekend. I don't know. That was a popular tune. But Yeah, I I, I think it was the weekend was uh, probably my choice for that as well. But But that, like a Bond theme winning, that's pretty that's Oscar like that always happens. I'm not too I'm not too shocked <laughs> by that. Although this song honestly is not very good. <laughs> this is on the wall tune, not good at all. I like uh Skyfall. That's a good that's a good tune. The, yeah. the Adele one, that was good. Yep. Um Me but too. no man, this, this I don't even I don't even like dislike Sam Smith a whole lot. I think he's okay, but that song's not good, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Um he won the Golden Globe for that as well, I remember. Um but Sam Smith was did say I kinda had like kinda like a nice speech saying he was like the mo- the first openly gay person to win an Oscar, so that's pretty dope. That's pretty cool. Um, what else we got going on here? We got like the the right the written aspect of this uh, award season. You know, I got a best adapted screenplay. Went to the big yeah. short, and we were pretty cool. We were pretty stoked about that. Yeah. That's one to bring up for sure. That's uh, yeah. Uh, 
well, good for them. I think it was the movie was put together pretty well, oh. and I thought it was it. T- it definitely told the story, right? Yeah, in, in in a pretty unique way. And kind of like we were talking about briefly earlier about how like you know it's cool when you leave a movie like you feel like you learned something. That's the big short for sure. Like I didn't think mm-hmm. I had much uh, interest in that world at all, and whether I did or not, like leaving the movie, like I felt like I definitely learned something, and like it was very easy for me to kind of get wrapped in that for a minute. Um, also, yeah, like I, I was really happy to. Like, have Adam McKay be a part of something that had such prowess. So the kind of guy that, you know, has been a part of comedies like Anchorman and um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I'm pretty sure, and, like, stuff like that for years and years and years and has worked with a certain, like, just a certain group of Hollywood and maybe a certain aspect that isn't taken as seriously or for sure isn't taken as seriously. And you you can see how some of that comes through in the big short without affecting... Without affecting the, you know, the seriousness of what 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 did happen in the financial crisis in the states, and um, yeah, like there's you know there's some goofs and gaffs in this film. Well, I, yeah. there's definitely some well, he, funny like, parts. The dude's funny. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Like yeah. I think and that it's cool to see a movie uh, come out where even though it's a, such a drastic change for a director or, or different um, tone or different way. You know, just in a different way of maybe expressing yourself in that you normally do. Like, this guy's just strictly a comedy director, but he kind of went way out of his comfort zone. But it still felt like him. It still felt like it was his own style, which is super cool. Um, and it came together really well. And, oh, yeah, uh, totally You know good. what? I think, you know, variety is definitely good. Um, Adapted screenplay, too. So I guess he kind of took it in his... He took it and made it his own, which mm-hmm. is pretty honorable, and I think that's pretty neat. Um, original screenplay went down to Spotlight. To me, that's almost a little bit of a cop-out. I'm not going to lie, because it's based off a true story. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, whatever. I, it is a well-written film. Um, it would have been kind of cool, honestly, to see Inside Out go home with that. Because I think Inside Out was a really cool... Yeah. Um, it's a really, a really great take on that subject matter. And yeah. I think it was honestly... It was a great way to tell the story, too, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. You're looking at, like, just uh, human psychology in general. Like, that's kind of something you don't really see in, like... A, children's movie at all yeah <laughs> and like it introduces some uh some some interesting topics and questions with uh with with kids you know in a lighthearted way well it's accessible it's accessible for kids and adults which i think was the most important point mm-hmm. and it, it didn't really force it on you again you learned something i feel like 2015 was the year of learning something movies <laughs> movies taught me something this year um i think maybe the last big thing we might want to just talk about is chris rock Thought about thoughts on the host. The host, uh, Chris Rock started off really strong for me, but I felt like it dropped off towards the end. Totally. Uh, he was definitely around a lot less in the end. Yeah, like and kind of disappeared. Like, you know, I was uh, I was happier to see Ali G than I was Chris Rock. To be totally honest with you, <laughs> Man, Ali G killed it. I was love Ali G first but, off, but by all means, Chris Rock didn't do a bad job. He was no. he he definitely had some really yeah. Uh, I don't know. Did you like his opening monologue? I thought it was great. I yeah. think he like he went right into the controversy, kind of like tackled it head on, and some great jokes. Just like it didn't feel too forced. Yeah. But honestly, near like the end of the awards, come like hour three, um, <laughs> it felt pretty forced. I was yeah. getting tired of it. I was like, "Hey, we get it." Like he was pushing the same subject matter a little bit. Yeah. And you not know, that it wasn't important to bring up. I think it really yeah. was, and I think he handled he it well. Drove, he wanted to drive a point home, and he, he definitely did that. But. Yeah, I think, yeah, I guess we maybe, we would probably agree on that. Like, it just, hmm. it felt tired and played out by the end of it. Yeah. Um, he dead pulled himself, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although the scene, or like the bit he did where you kind of went and interviewed a bunch of people outside of movie theater, that was pretty funny. Oh, yeah, that was He's funny. like telling this, this one woman about, um, 
all these different movies. Oh, like the Danish girl and Spotlight. She's like, what are you talking about? These are, are these real movies? Yeah. These aren't movies. She's like, I go here all the time. I've never heard of one of these. That's pretty funny. That or like, have you seen Trey Data Compton? All of them. Yeah, yeah. We love Trey yeah. Data Compton. That yeah. was great. Um, I think uh, there were some other pretty funny presenters too. There was Louis C.K., yeah, he went up there and killed it. <laughs> Just kind of rubbing like the art community or like being a living artist in the people's faces. But yeah. he did it in a pretty lighthearted manner. I, I don't know. I, not even lighthearted. He did it in like his deadpan, like super serious, dark manner. But it was almost, it was almost a, it felt like a change of, it felt like a good change of pace in a it weird was, way. It was, yeah. It, the, yeah, definitely. Louis C.K. killed that. But uh, yeah, my favorite was still Allergy for sure. Yeah, allergy. He was into house, dude. Um, but yeah, I think we might we probably be dropping off like a, a shorter cast this week, just because we really just wanted to cover the Oscars. Yeah, you know, just a, just a quick recap of the Oscars, some of our thoughts and predictions, and uh, and yeah, yeah. I think I think it was a good show overall. Honestly, I, I always look forward to the Oscars. You know, obviously we're film buffs, so we we enjoy kind of following the Oscars a little bit and like seeing which our favorite ones go home with statues. You know, all that stuff. It's cool. It's history being made. It's fun to watch. Yeah, it, I think it feels like kind of a dysfunctional family event a little bit. <laughs> it really does. does it. It's it sets the tone for the next year of film too, right? Yeah. A lot of different uh, trends get made, tropes get made, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and um, you can see like who the pressure's on, like you know. Okay, so here's my question for you. After watching, after watching the Oscars, what after out of the movies you haven't seen from like nominated, whether it's actor, best picture, that stuff, what movie are you looking forward to watching it? I uh, I'm gonna I would start with Spotlight. Uh, okay. Room would be next, and I think Mustang. Oh, dude! Ah, great category we never got on was best foreign film. Mm-hmm. Um, Mustang Man, you gotta watch because that movie is like so good. Yeah, so good. Um, Son of Saul, I have not seen yet, but I've heard is like it's apparently one of like the best movies ever made. <laughs> like, actually, it's supposed to be like super, super good. Um, I've kind of seen bits and pieces of it, um, but essentially, it's shot in four three uh, aspect ratio, which is pretty neat. And most of the movie is very, like, close up, like, from, like, the sh- behind perspective of the main character. So you're, like, there. It feels like you're behind the main character the whole movie. Right. So it's very it's very intense. And it, it's, I mean, it's a crazy dark subject matter. We're talking, like, it's a World War II film. Um, yeah, no, the movie is supposed to be amazing. I need to I need to watch more foreign films, man. I need, I need to get around to doing that more often. Mm-hmm. I did see Mustang, and I think I'd recommend that to you and like anyone else listening because that's a good that's a good movie then I've also got to go check out uh, Bridge, of Sp- Bridge of Spies that's my top that's the one mm-hmm. movie I definitely got to check out um, it's a Spielberg film Tom Hanks the guy's busy <laughs> but I mean I think he, he had time to make this movie therefore I got time to watch it so yeah. I'll check it out absolutely well I think that's it for the cast this week this, this week uh, guys it's a bit of a short one. Hopefully you're cool with that. But, you know, we thought we'd, yeah, like Dan said, get our thoughts out on the yeah. Oscars as quick as we could. So you guys can, you know, get an idea of what we were thinking. And we and, didn't you know, want to overkill it because, you know, the Oscars just came out. A lot of, you know, there's a lot of articles and a lot of stuff going around. Yeah. So I mean, you can get this like, information. Thoughts. Yeah, you can get this information anywhere. And we just wanted to maybe give our quick thoughts on it. And we figured might as well, cap, might as well capitalize on that. So yeah. here we are, Oscars 2016. Looking forward to 2017. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next week.